0: Hey, good morning. Um, welcome to Masekh Kolim, brand new Masekhta. Just a few interesting points before we start. Firstly is, it's not actually, technically it's not part of the Babli, the Talmud Babli. It's part of the Talmud Yerushalmi. Um, at the same time as the Amoraim in Babel were working on their Talmud, and that's the Talmud we used to, it took from about the year, oh no, my mind slipped it. I think it's from the year Two hundred to five hundred of like out of if this year's twenty twenty one then it was from the year two hundred to five hundred was about the compilation of was when they worked on the, the the era of the Amorayim, But the Yerushalmi at the same time the the sages in Eretz Yisrael were also compiling a Talmud. That however ended was concluded much earlier, about the year three hundred, as opposed to five hundred, and that's one of the reasons why the Bavli is more authoritative because it's uh, more inclusive and it's had longer to be edited and refined etc. They do have distinct styles um, in their... I can't I can't speak from experience. I haven't learned that much uh, Yerushalmi uh, but apparently they're, they're distinct in their styles and I've already noticed from this first, first death that they're also their language. Um, the Gomorrah doesn't, remember, the Gomorrah doesn't have punctuation in the Classics uh, page, but you can work out the flow and the structure of the Gomorrah from key words. In Yerushalmi, I'm noticing that it's totally different. So it's uh, it's going to be an interesting experience learning it. Again, it's, it's, a, it's a slightly different Aramaic than the Babylonian and the Bavli that we used to. Um, the question then is, why... Should it be in, 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 why did it get, well, firstly, it's I, I saw a few places mentioned at the Me'iri, look inside, but the Me'iri actually says that it's for many, many years. The Me'iri um, the was a Rishon, so for many, many years, they've learned Shkolim almost as part of the Bavli. Um, so why? Why did it, of all Mesechters, why did it get included? Why is it not limited to when you're learning Yerushalmi? Why is it included in the Bavli that people learn it together with the Bavli? Um, yeah, so the one answer um, I heard is that What what's the, most of the Mesechas that we have are actually what's practical to us. In a way, if you think about it, that's why there's no Talmud Babylon's rhymes. Rhyme are the laws to do with the land, which are only irrelevant to Eretz Israel. So, in Chutzal, it's, we don't. there's no Babylon's Rhyme because we need to learn it. So, Shkolim, however, as we know, should fit in with Kodshim. Shkolim is about taking the half-shekel that they would donate to the temple... Yeah, I should. I guess I should give a little bit of introduction to Shkolim, and then we we'll can discuss why it fits in, why we should include it, why we might want to learn it. So there's a mitzvah, a positive commandment from the Torah, for every Jew, for every year, to give half a shekel to the Beit Hamikdash, and the Beit Hamikdash would collect those and use them to buy the communal offerings. Remember, communal offerings had to be from all the Jews. It can't be from one Jew, etc. It had to be from all the Jews. So that's why every Jew would donate to the to the temple their half shekel, and they would draw the money to purchase the communal offerings from the these from the from the machatzis shekel. Um, yeah. And every year, as we'll see, we'll learn it out to in today's not every year there has to be a new um, a new machatzis shekel You can't use last year's machatzis ha-shekel for this year, um, etc. And that time, as we'll see, is Nisan. So from Nisan, you have to start buying communal offerings with the new money. Um, with the new machatzis hashekel. Um... Then, just one question here, we'll come back to it is, why is it after psachim? Shkolim, if it's to discuss getting money for the temple, it should be in Seder Kodchen. The section in the Gemara, which is to do with sacrifices. Why is it in white? So there are a few answers. One answer is it's, um, it's a once-a-year event. Um, And therefore, like Moed, Pesach, a lot of it discusses once a year events, special occasions. So collecting the shekel was a special occasion. Another answer I heard is that they use shkolim as essential for all the sacrifices, for all the festivals, because all the festivals had special communal offerings which had to be purchased with the shkolim. So that's why they fit it in here. Ah, then why straight after meseches p'sachim? So there's various reasons. One is it's the same time. Pzachim is the Nisa, is Nisan, and the Shkolim was collected for Nisan. Um, So it's almost part of Pesach. Um, In the Torah, it's written close to Yetzirah Mitzrayim. So just as the Psachim is to do with Pesach, which is to do with Yetzirah Mitzrayim, so to the Shekel, it comes straight after that. Um yeah, you know, and the other reasons not, I couldn't find very strong reasons. I mean those in my mind don't sound like very strong reasons, but those are the reasons. Um, yeah. And now we can go back to trying to understand why it's included. So remember we have a principle that granted we can't offer sacrifices. If we learn the Torah about the sacrifices, it says if we offered them. We so learned that at the end of Maseches Menachos, I think it was. I don't remember if it was Zvachim or Menachos. Um, but that it, when you learn the Torah, it's as if you offer. So we want to be involved in a communal offering. We want to have the merit of donating a machatzis and being involved in the communal offering on this dimension of learning the Torah. So therefore we learn Shekolim so that we can count it as if we have, in a dimension, offered... Um, uh, brought donated Al shkolim al shekel just an interesting point also to note before we go on so it's really uh, it's the mitzvah is to give machatis a shekel half a shekel if you notice throughout the Almashta we're gonna start off it speaks about shkolim you, each person gives their shekel so what happened that, when we discuss in the Chumash half a shekel and all of a sudden we're discussing a shekel so actually in the times of the Talmud in the times of the Gomorrah they used to call a half shekel a shekel the Ramban says the reason is because that's just... It was such a fixture of donating the half shekel that they started calling the coin and co- calling the act the act of donating the shekel. And it's actually half value. If a biblical shekel was worth four dinar, the Talmud shekel is worth two dinar. So it's, it's not... It is really machatzis. shekel of the shekel mentioned in the Beis HaMikdash. The... So, so when we say shekel, we mean half a shekel. In the Gemara, the equivalent of a machatzis of a of a full shekel is a seller. Okay, so let's start the Mishnah. So the Mishnah says: On the first of Adar, on the first of Adar, we announce on the shekel and on kilayim. We start telling everyone that you got to get ready. You got to start. Got to think about. You got to start getting your shekel to donate, to donate your shekel. And this, says, we'll see, is all around Eritish, around the they would send messengers to go and remind people. And kilayim, because this is often the plants were beginning to grow and beginning to be visible, and people had to check their fields, that they didn't have different species growing in the same field. That's the issue of kilayim. It says, what would happen on the 15th of Adar? In walled cities, they read the Megillah, they fix the paths and the roads. And the Taklin Chadatin, that seems to be the, I'll speak about that shortly, um, says that there are two reasons for fixing the roads. One is so that the people who oh, remember, this is. Pesach time is the end of the rainy season, the rainy season is from Sukkot to Pesach, the winter in Eretz Israel, and now we're leaving that, so the road, now it's a good time to start fixing the roads, and the reason is for people to be able to get up to Yerushalayim for the festivals, or another reason given, is irrelevant of that, but for the people who have to flee to, uh, to the Are it's now starting to be spring. People are starting to hang out together, to gather. more likely to be that's for Sholem, mistakes and murders by mistakes. So people are going to have to flee to the are So you have to keep the roads well tended, um, well looked after so they fix them. Ves mikvas. Remember, they mikvas were often just naturally gathered pool after the, uh, pools of water. Not like owls. I mean, owls are also to a degree naturally gathered, but they kept clean, etc. Their mikvahs were often just ditches in the ground or caves. So they would start, especially from the rainy season, they would gather dirt and stuff. So they would um, clean them out and check that they still have the right amount of water in them. called mikvos rabim, They would do all the, what was necessary for the public. They would mark graves. They used to mark... Um, Um, some of the graves would have been um, washed a little bit away or faded so they would make sure to go mark graves again you don't want people Qoharim especially or people who are going to be in the base of Middash, stumbling over graves they're not aware about Yo know, it's Af Kilayim and on the 15th they would go out on Kilayim go out to expect so on the 1st of Ara they would tell warn people to be careful of Kilayim and go check your fields and on the 15th Beis would send agents to go and actually inspect fields for kilayim. Okay, so that's the Mishnah. Oh I should have mentioned if you notice, if you look around the page, there's none of the normal commentaries well Russian Tosfos. So it seems I read a few different points on it, it seems one of the most accepted commentaries is a Taklin Khadatin. Um, there are wonderful other commentaries, the like, Rivervan, Rishon, Korban Ha'eda, etc. But the Taklin Khadatin seems to be very accepted. What's surprising, he's a Talmud of the v- Vulnagon, Rabbi Shroh Meshklov. Um, and that's the, so that, um, I was, yeah, I read quite a bit of it last night. seems like a very, uh, very clear um, commentary on uh, on this Mesechda. Okay, so the so that's the Mishnah. Again, we mentioned on the 1st of a lot of it is brought by the way, but the main point is on the 1st of Arar, they would announce for Shkolim and Kilayim, and on the 15th of Arar, they would start doing many communal needs, and we inter- mentioned, by the way, that they would also read the Megillah in walled cities. Remember, most of us keep Purim on the 14th of Arar, we read the Megillah, etc., do the whole mitzvah on the 14th of Arar, but in a walled city, a city that's walled, like Shushan, and it was walled from the time of Yeshua Benun, then you would read the Megillah. Okay, now the Gemara asks, Why on the first of Adar? Why would they announce about Shekolem on the first of Adar? The reason is so that B'nai Yisrael, can t- bring their shekel in the right time and they can take the Trumas Halishka from the new money in its right time which is the first of Nisan. Quite a lot in this line but some of it we touched on. Re- let's just work a little bit backwards. So remember every year you had to c- separate the communal offerings from the new money collected. When's the new year for this? The first of Nissan. It's not Tishrei, it's not Rosh Hashanah, it's the first of Nisan. So you have to so they would start telling people an adar, which is the month a month in advance, give in your shkolim so that they end the Beis Amidash ready to be taken from in the first uh, in the first Trumas Halishka. The Lishka was the storeroom, the room where they kept all the machatzis Shekel, all the shkolim. And they would take a truma. He would go three times a year. The Kohen would go and take money out of the Lishka. I truma salishka. lishka. Torem is separating from. So he would take Torem a lishka. He would take truma from the Lishka. And he would use that money to go buy the Korbanus. He would do that three times a year. So you want to have your coin. Basically, you want to have your coin in the temple in that room by the first of nissan so that when they drawing from money for their first car for their first uh, For the korban on the first of nissan the communal offerings on the first of nissan your money's amongst it that they take in the Truma from interesting enough we will see on today's Duff that there's an opinion that it only works if your money is there if your money is not yet, for whatever reason, you delayed or something, your money is not there, you don't really count as being part of your, your money doesn't count as being part of the communal offering, which is a problem. However, we'll see the standard accepted opinion is that when they take a truma, it counts for all shkolim, even the ones that have not yet arrived in the base amigdash. Um, so, ummah. Pardon? It is in the yeah, they would... Well, so that's what we're discussing. The, as it started, yeah, they would send people around to the towns and villages and chutzlarets to collect the shkalim for you. They would put up uh, collection points in every city. Um, yeah. Umar, Rabbi Shmuel Bar-Rabbi Yitzchak. Rabbi Shmuel yitzchak said, where do we get the date from? Trumas Halishka Ketchilasa. The Truma Salishka, the separating of the Trumai this first time had to be like it initially was. When was the first time they ever offered a communal offering on the first of Nisan so therefore the first time they had to take a Truma alishka take money from the donated Shkolim, was. On the 1st of Nisan. So, just as over then, it was, you had to donate, you, they had to take it, so too, forever onwards, it's the 1st of Nisan. It was on the 1st month, in the 2nd year, from when they left Egypt, on the 1st of that month, they set up the Mishkan. And that's when they would need this. But, Tony, and there was a price of taught regarding it, On the day that they set up the Mishkan, they, with, they took a Truma. Now, Rebbe Tavi, Rebbe Yoshia, Besheim Kahana, Rebbe Tavi and Rebbe Yoshia said in the name of Kahana, that can't be the answer. Because, obviously, the day that they set up the Mishkan, they had to take the Truma. They had to take from the new Shkolin, because... They've never done it before. They've never had, never needed to and never had the opportunity to do it before. But who says that the following year, that's the ideal date, and that's when you're supposed to have the new Shkolim? Again, I re-emphasize, you can, when you bring in a Korban sibur, a communal offering this year, it has to be Shkolim donated this year. Now, granted, the first year, that first time they did it was on the first time, but that's the first time they needed it. But maybe the next year they should have done it in Tishrei or something like that. Who says the 1st of son? So they come along and they give it to answer. He says, (laughs) Nehmer kan l'chodsheh, Nehmer l'halan It says here, regarding... It says here, by the Korban Musaf of Rosh Chodesh l'chodsheh, which is extra. And it says also by the mitzvah to count the months of the year by Nisan. Lechot It says, Just as we know when you're counting the months, the first month of the year has to be Nissan. Nisan. Afchodja Shenemar can so to here where it says that the musaf must be renewed from or be from the new ones and must be from the money collected in Nisan. Amoin Elimin Nisan. So Amari Bion Shovak Ravtavi Raisha the Manisa Omar Amar Sofa. See this Rav Ravtavi left off the Raisha and only brought the safer, which doesn't really show us what we need to know. Because where in that whole, all that Drosha said is that it says, l'chod she, l'chod she. just as there it's the first month, um, it starts in Nissan, so to here it starts in Nissan. What? Where? How do you see the connection? So he says, This is not so. This is not how to teach it. Right, let's look back at the beginning. It says, Go back to the beginning of that price. This is the offering of the of the new month in its renewal. You might have thought you have to take a new truma for each month for that month. Because it says, It must be from the new ones in its new month, from the months of the years, we see that you take, from one month, in one month, it was new for the whole year, you might have thought, it's whichever month you want, just as the which it says, by counting the months, is referring to Nisan, it says Nisan has to be considered, the first month, So, too, when it says the new, the offerings must be brought from the new, from the truma of the month, I will see it has to come, it has to be new from one of the months, it must be Nisan. Okay, so now we have our source why they would do it on Adar. They would do it on Adar because all the new communal offerings had to be from Shkolin that were collected, for this new year, which is Nisan. An interesting question, as... I mean, this was Parshat Sarkoidesh. We read it uh, about two weeks ago. Um, was it two, three weeks? Two weeks ago. Um, Parshat Sarkoidesh, that the first month is Nisan. And that was as B'nai Yisrael. Remember, it was one of the first the first mitzvah that B'nai Yisrael were given was that Nisan is the first month. So, interesting thing... Interesting question to think about. If you call January the first month of the year, are you going against the Torah? Torah says you must call Nisan the first month. So if you call January the first month, are you going against the Torah? Um, Especially if you're writing the date by numbers as opposed to by... um, as opposed to by years. Because if you just say January, that doesn't imply that you hold it's the first month. But if you write the first of... 2021, something like that. You could be saying January is the 1st. Is that a problem? Okay, something to just think about. Tamantininan. Um, we learned in the Mishnah over there. Sorry, I left out a piece. What does it mean, Mashmi'in? We saw in the Mishnah, I mean, our translators, you announce about the Shkolim. So he says, Ravuna Omar, Machrizin, Heich Omar, V'yitnu kol Yehuda etc. Mahuna says it means announce. As you say, they put, they set a, a, a voice, a proclamation went out in Yehuda and Yerushalayim. And the apostle continues, Lehovil Hashem masas Moshe, to bring to Hashem the tax of Moshe, which was, etc., which was placed on the Jews in the desert. And that was the machatzis shekel so... Um, this call is an announcement, so, so too they would announce about the Shkolim at this time. Now, we say, There's no difference between Ararishon and Ararishani. The laws that apply. If you have a leap year, you know, we have two Arars in a leap year, Arar Aleph and Ararbase, Ararishon and Ararishon. Um there's no difference between them. They either have the same rules, except for Mikra Megillah and Levionim. You do those in Adar Bayes and not in Adar Aleph. If you read the Megillah on the 14th or the 15th of Adar Aleph, you don't fulfill your mitzvah. So too with Matanas Levionim. Levi Also announcing regarding Shkolim and Kilaim. Our Mishnah is another difference between them. Going to take out the next brackets. Amar says that's definitely correct. I, if you announce in Arar Aleph, at the beginning of Arar Aleph that it's time to send your Shkolim or, or Farmers, you must start examining, checking in your fields for kilayim. It's too early and it doesn't count. And he's going to explain why. He says, Why else would why else would there be this mitzvah, for this zaira that that all these messengers would have to go out and announce the shkolim, if not for the fact that B'nai Yisrael must Bring the in time. an Omar ad yomim. If you're talking about, if you do this in anar aleph, if in anar aleph you start announcing about the shkolem, that's 60 days before the end of the year. People are going to forget. We know how people work. Oh, I've got 60 days to do it. I'll do it later. And it'll never get done. They'll be, uh, sure, they'll be negligent, careless, and you'll forget about it. That's how people work. Procrastinate. They naturally procrastinate, especially for doing mitzvahs, because as we'll see, the yates are horrid to procrastinate against doing mitzvahs. is very strong. So it can't. So that's why Rabbi says it makes a lot of sense that in other days you must announce the shikolim, because that's literally when you have to do it, because the messengers have to start taking it to Yerushalayim. But if you do it 60 days before in Adar Aleph, that's too early. And similarly by Kilayim, it says Is the reason, and must be the reason you announce Kilayim in, that you start announcing for Kilayim is because that's when the plants start to grow and you can start to discern are there different species growing in my field? If you say it in Adarishon, um, they are still very small. I remember one of the reasons we have a leap year is because, remember, the lunar months are slightly smaller, shorter. Then the solar months. And therefore you lose basically 11 days every year. So slowly the months start moving earlier in the year. Earlier in the season. And we always want Pesach to turn out in spring. In Chodesh <laughs> Aviv. So if, you, if it's a year that needs to be a leap year. It comes out that if you check your plants at the beginning of Arar Aleph. It's way too early in the year nothing's, it's not going to be grown big enough to actually see Kilain. So that's why he says it makes sense that another difference between Arar Aleph and Arar not only when do you keep Purim, but a second difference is regarding these announcements. Again, let's just go with that it's uh, based in the Sanhedrin, but it could be that maybe the responsibility of the in of that town or that country. Let's just go with the Sanhedrin would send out these messengers to make these announcements. Okay, Rabbi Chizkiya Shoal. Rabbi asked. Now, interesting. I, th- I found this fascinating in the. Like, I don't know how familiar you are with phrases in the Gemara, but I can tell you a whole list of ones that were brand new to me, and I had to try work out, and look uh, and look and uh, look up what they were exactly saying. But here's the interesting. Rabbi Chizkiya Shoal, Rabbi Chizkiya asked. Now, the t- Taklin Chaditin explains that when you find Shoal... It means he's confirming, he's saying to the base mentor, she's asking a question in the yeshiva, he's saying, this is what I think, do you agree with me? That's what the word shal. and he says, whenever you learn in your he's not asking a question because he doesn't know the answer, he's asking a question to see if, you agree, if they agree with me. I kind of like when you go to your, your rav after Shabbos and you say, I had this problem and this is what I, do, what I did. You're not asking him what to do, it's already been done. But you just want to confirm that what you did is right. So when you see Sha'el in the uh, in, uh, Yerushalmi, that's what is happening here. So Ribchitzke has an opinion and he's confirming whether they agree with that. He says, He says, if this is the case, Sorry, ato Ben Bavel mashmimal shiklem shel The people of Bavel should be told about the Shkolim at the beginning of winter, six months earlier. Remember, if you're in the far-flung uh, exodus, a uh, exile, how far, how long is it going to take the shliach to collect your Shkolim and take them to Jerusalem? It, says, it has to, you have to collect the Shkolim in time that they could be in Yerushalayim or in the lishka for the first of Nisan. So when the, when the Kohen comes to take out the new Shkolim, to buy the new communal offerings on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, your shekel is already there. So again, so what, what does Chizkia hold that is checking if they agree with them? He's saying that, uh, obviously, this date, this Adar, is a little bit subjective. This that we're saying, the first of Adar. This first of Adar would work for Eretz Israel, and maybe ne- places nearby to Yerushalayim, and places that are very near to the border of Eretz Israel. But the further out you get, the longer it's going to take the shekel to get back to um, back to Yerushalayim. And you want your shekel in the of Migdash. By the first of Nissan, So you're going to have to announce the Shkolim earlier. So Heisiv Rabbi Ulla, Rebbe Ulla challenged us. He says, Kumi Rabbi Mana. Ku, sorry, challenged us. Yeah, he challenged us. He asked on this before Rebbe Mana. V'hortanina and Salishka. There are three times, we're going to see later on that, they are three times a year that they would take out Shkolim from the from the chamber, from the, from the room, the Lishka, the room where they stored the Shkolem. He says, 15 days before Pesach, 15 days before the 15 days before Atzeres, 15 days before the Chag. So Amar lay, he continued saying, Neymar ilin de Krivin, the Pesach. This, that they would take Shkolem 15 days before Pesach is for the people who are very close. I, on the, they only ever collected Shkolem on the 1st of Arar or for, for Nissan from Arar to Nisan, for Nissan, So the people who were close to Yerushalayim, they would come and take out the Korban, they would come and take from the Lishka on Nissan. The people who were further out, Ilender Hooking, before Yisad Tzeres, those who were further out, they would take a new, collect, draw, uh, separate from the Shkolem, a new separation, um, a new separation, for those people who lived further away and their coins have arrived in, Yerush, in the Beis Amigdash between Pesach and Shvurs, Behil and the and and those who were even further out, before they would do another collection, another separation from the Lishka before Sukkah, so that even people who were six months away from Eretz Israel or very far from Eretz Israel would now have. Coins drawn from their from on their behalf again. The assumption here is that the coins have to be. Um, sorry, the last as The assumption here is that the coins have to be. Um, in Jerusalem, your coin has to be in the temple in in the lishka, when the coin takes out from those when the kohen takes out to buy new communal offerings. If your coin is not there, if your shekel is not there, it says, if it's, you don't have a share in the Korban Pesach. Eh, sorry, in the communal offerings. And that's why he's saying, why would they do this draw? Why would they take from the Lishka three times a year? Just do it once a year on the 1st of Nisan. Must be, because we know there are coins that still come in after the month of Nisan. So, Amar Lehi, he said to him, "Kula hi no, the coins would arrive in Yerushalayim once off. I, every coin had to be in Yerushalayim by the 1st of Nisan. I, and you're right. Like Chizkia said, you have to start in further out places. You have to start if you in South Africa. You have to get your money there earlier because it takes a bit longer. It says, Lama Omru Prokim. So why did they say you take money from the lishka three times a year? You tire him in a lishka three times a year. lassos pumbila to publicize the matter. What are you publicizing? You publicizing. Um. You you. So you and uh, you're publicizing Chazal instant you're out the Orisa you only take from the coins on Nissan, on Rosh Chodesh Nisan but the and they came along and said you should draw do Trumas Halishka Torahim Trumas Halishka three times a year so that people see that you're doing it and you're reminding the Yisrael that they're all involved in the communal offerings the communal offerings it's not like one rich person has donated on behalf of everyone or one lucky person got to buy the korban on behalf of the temple. No. It's your money. Look, we're going and collecting shkolim. Again, this was all by a yomtiv that they used to do this. Um, It was all from... It was... All Jews are involved in the communal offerings. They wanted to publicize that and remind the Jews so they made sure to do it three times a year. So again, Gizgir came along and said that... Yeah, so... Yeah, so just want to reiterate the, the point that's not... The, the, um, is that, remember, all the machatzisa shekels were brought and they were in the lishka, in a chamber where they kept the Shkolim. Three times a year, they would do truma salishka take from those take from shkolim to go buy um, communal offerings from then onwards. Um, so, now we move on. So, have you heard about... Oh, this is... Um, very interesting. We mentioned why can't you announce the shekel in Adar Aleph? Because it's 60 days before you have to start sending it in. And we know once you tell people and they have too long to do something, then they're not going to get around to doing it. It's interesting. You have to give people the exact... And I've, I've realized this when I, with the projects and... Lots and you want to give people warning and stuff, you have to get the point the time right. If you tell them too long in advance, they totally forget about it. If you tell them too close to the time, they don 't have enough time to organize it or to do it so so to here. Um, with the shekel you have to tell them at the right point you tell them too early they're going to procrastinate they're going to forget about it they're not going to get around to doing it so that's why so just with that in mind the yitzah horror that stops you doing a mitzvah says Rebbe Yehuda Bar Pazi Beshem Rebbe Rebbe Yehuda Ben Pazi said in the name of Rebbe Hey Nikra Nivas how can you read these psukim without being terrified being afraid it says L'tovo <laughs> when it comes to doing good it says Kol the Whoever is generous. I not everyone wanted to donate to the Mishkan. Only call Native, only those who are feeling generous. LeRo, but when it came to evil to giving for the Eglazov, the whole nation removed their jewellery to give to the Eglazov. What do we see? The power of the Yetzahara. When it comes to doing good, gener- you need to be really generous to donate. But when it comes to doing evil, the Yetzirah will push even non-generous people to contra, to get involved. Another possible where we see this problem, L'tovah, for the good, V'yoytzei v'yaits, v'yaits, Moshe Esa'am. To get P'nai Yisrael to go to Har Sinai, this is for Matan Torah. Moshe had to take P'nai Yisrael. raw, but for bad. But to kavun a like, um, sorry, what is this? Um, but to but to you all brought came close to me. So I just you know. when it came to sending the spars, B'nai Yisrael came to Moshe. They flocked to Moshe. They ran up to Moshe. So again, we see, for good, it's hard when it comes to doing bad. The Yetzirah makes it the easiest thing in the world. Another example: the tovaz When it came to singing praise to Hashem. Moshe sang, which got B'nai Yisrael going and then B'nai Israel joined in. Ra. But when it was to join together for bad, vatisokola etc. After the tribes, the, after the spas, the incident of the spas, all of B'nai Yisrael cried out. They didn't need any uh, encouragement or motivation. So quite a scary few psukim that halat, when it comes to doing good, it's a challenge, but when it comes to doing bad, the Yetzirah really motivates us and gets us going, um, even when it's contrary to people's nature. Um, interesting enough, that's one of the reasons we say that if someone... You might have thought we, we have a famous principle that if it's greater for someone who's commanded in a mitzvah to do it and for someone who is not commanded in a mitzvah to do it. I, for example, for a, a man to shake lulav is a greater thing than for a woman to shake lulav. Now you might, the, the, the one way of looking at it is, but wait. If you do something you don't have to do, isn't that so much greater? Isn't that so much more special? If I'm doing lulav because I have to do it, or there's a dimension that I have to do it, well, that takes away from the beauty of serving Hashem, because well, there's always that aspect of I have to do it, I'm obligated. Whereas women don't have that issue. It should be a very minor. So one of the answers given is why we say that it's greater is because as soon as you're obligated to do it, the Yetzirah steps in and child stops you. And therefore it's a good thing. So that's one thing. Now, um, Rebbe Barab, Bar Abba says, No, Ochain, okay, you can learn it differently. Ishkimu, sorry, okay, uh, he gives another example. They got up. Um, this is rebuked. They all got up early to be corrupt. We see that they got up early. in They got up early to do these evil deeds. That's what he was rebuking. Ben Israel, when it comes to going to shul, no one's no one's able to get up. When it comes to going to do mitzvahs, when it comes to say the night, you got to, go to sleep so early. But all but when it comes to doing bad, you, people are up early. People go to sleep late. No concerns. It says But he says, when it comes to doing good, what do we say? It's special people who have this quality of Zrizos that do things early. He says, Rabbi Abba Barakha says, no, not everyone can really... And discern the nature of this people. He says, When they were asked to give money for the eagle, they gave. When they were asked to give money for the gold for the mishkan, they gave. And what They seem so contradictory. One day they're serving up for the sorrow, the next day they're serving Hashem. What's going on, B'nai Israel? He says, Rabbi Bar Barchanina. Rabbi taught, he says, No, Hadamanisin. hado of this look at the following mission it says they will make the kapores of pure gold. shall they 'll bring the gold for the kapores which will atone for the gold of the eagle. I says no. It wasn't contradictory. It's not that Ben Israel law, you can't tell what's going on with them and they must make up their mind that one day they're serving up for the Zorah and the next day they're serving Hashem, they're using their gold for different things. It's not. It's that they specifically gave their gold to do forgiveness, to get atonement for the eagle, So it was doing tshuva. That's what happened. And the famous question on this, the Gomorrah and Yuma says, I'm not going to go into the answer, but the Gomorrah and Yuma says that the coin God, Yom Kippur, when he goes into the Kodesh HaKadoshim, he doesn't wear gold because you can't use something like gold, which is used for the Egil Azov, to come and try and get atonement. So what's going on here that B'nai Yishra'll are used the gold that they were, that, um, use gold to get atonement for the Egil Azov. You shouldn't be able to use the thing that, is bad for good. Okay, we'll leave it with that discussion. There are three Trumas mentioned in pashas Zos. It says Truma three times when it's discussing the Machatzis shekel uh, when it, you know, donating to the Mishkan, not the Machatzis Shekel, and, and these are them. Trumas adonim, the Truma for the sockets the truma, the truma of the Shekel, that's the Machatzis Shekel. That we discussed that Almasekh to talk about of Mishkan and the Chumah of the Mishkan and it's going to show us what Taber of Bnei Yisrael bechuli Chumah speak to Bnei israel and take for me a Truma. Zu Chumahs hadanim that's referring to the trum of the sockets. Ma'ais call ish asheidven ulibatichu es Chumahsai from each man whose heart. Once to donate, you will take a truma, truma sai, zu truma This refers to the truma of the shkolim. How do I know that this refers to the truma of the shkolim? Because it says truma sai for me. The shekel is the most direct for Hashem because it's for korbanos, which are for Hashem. The mishkan is almost a little bit external because it's for Bnei Shrel to Hamashem, but therefore, um That's truma That's a shkalem which are bought for Kabonos. And zois truma, zois This is the truma which you should take from them, from you. Zu trumas That's the donations for the mishkan. Cause, and how do we know this? This one, if you read the rest of the pasuk, it lists the. Materials necessary for the Mishkan. So, by process of elimination, truma must refer to the shekel. Zos truma must refer to the Mishkan. So, the other one, ma'ez kolisha she sorry, the one before truma must be referring to the adonim, the, the donated for the sockets for the what held the poles of the Mishkan. Truma of the Mishkan. The Mishkan, Ma your view. The Truma of the Mishkan is for the Mishkan. What they want to bring, they could bring. Truma shekalim lekorban Ma sheirzu your view. Aval yaday kulan shave. The shekalim for the korban, for the communal offerings, they can bring what they want, but all of Israel have to bring the same amount. Truma adonim laadonim. The the the, the Donation for the sockets went to the sockets vaha ashi loyarbe va loyamit, and the wealthy must not increase, and the poor must not bring less Omarrebi avavu af parsha hazois, even in the parsha of hazois nema bo gimov trumois it says three trumus masis ha shekel trumus la hashem y time hashem losis s tru hashem. I've, even when it's discussing the Machatzis ha-shekel itself, it alludes to the three different donations. Okay, now we mentioned. Now let's go back to our Mishnah. It says, vov boy On the fifteenth of Adar, you read the Megillah in the walled cities. It says, "Lo Can it be? Can it be so? Huna name of Everyone fulfills their obligation of reading them Megillah on the fourteenth. Our Mishnah came along and said you have to read on the fifteenth. In walled cities, but we have a bright that says you fulfill your obligation. everyone fulfills obligation if they read on the fourteenth. So he says, Law. No, what it's really coming to do is to tell us that any mitzvah that applies in Adar does not apply in Adar Shani. Ah, you do the Megillah in the 15th of Adar Shani, not, not to say that if you do it on the 14th you're not Yoitze, but to say that if you did it in the first Adar you're not Yoitze. Say. It says, Rebbe Yoisiv, Rebbe Havin Yosiv. Amr um, Rabbi Yosef Yose and Rabbi Acha were sitting, and Rabbi Yosef um, Yose, Yose said to Rabbi Acha, No, it's logical that this is only B'diyevit, but you shouldn't. I, uh, Someone from a walled city should not ideally read on the 14th, but if he did read on the 14th, he's but he fulfills his obligation and he doesn't have to read it again on the 15th. That's He's saying that's the halach in our mission. He says, Oh, but don't we have a b'risa which teaches that there are places where they have the minag to read it two days and in those places they must read it on both days Are they not let's say they weren't sure whether this city was a city that was walled from the time of Yeshua ben Nun. so then they would read it on the 14th and the 15th but if what you just told me is true that once you've read it on the 14th you fulfill your obligation on the 15th you, t- sorry, once you've read the Megillah on the 14th, even though you ideally should have read it on the 15th, you fulfill your obligation. When would this ever be applicable that you read it on the 14th and the 15th? Once you read it yesterday, you don't have to read it today. So, o Malay, he says, I also hold like that. I also hold that. I agree with you that if you've read it once on the 14th, you don't have to go and read the Megillah on the 15th. He says, oh, but what about the Brisa? He says, oh, my Rebbe, Iman of Rebbe Yamana said, but this price is still true. I this price that says in a walled city that that read on the fourteenth, they must still read on the fifteenth. He says, These, when they read on the fourteenth, they have to repeat and read on the fifteenth, because then Sorry, we would not listen to him. I, If you're telling me that this, sorry, I read it wrong, Do you think it means that if you read on the 14th, we do not let him read on the 15th? He says, It will come out that in many cities you've totally uprooted when you're supposed to read it you so well, in other words again, I found this quite quite a difficult getting used to the ushammi language so it 's difficult to read and um, but basically, I think what it 's saying is that no. Really, the halacha is that if you read, you're supposed to read on the 15th. If you read on the 14th, you fulfill your obligation. But since if you accidentally read on the 14th, you're not going to read on the right time. And especially these places which are not sure. So they're always going to be reading on the 14th. You're going to lose that concept. You're going to be totally unfamiliar with the concept that you're supposed to read the Magillen and Walled City on the 15th. So therefore, in those places, that's what the price is telling us they must read twice. Again, a place which you should be reading on the 15th. But for whatever reason, is deaf going to be reading on the 14th? They must repeat it so that they don't forget this halacha that they're supposed to read on the 15th. But you're right. Know, strictly speaking, if you did read on the 14th instead of the 15th, you fulfilled your obligation. Tani Shimon Megamil says, Mitzvahs, The mitzvahs that applied, Purim in the, Arashani do not apply in the, first Adar. Chutzmi, Hesped, V'tanis, except for the Hesped and tanis Shahem, Shovin, Bazel, Bezeel, which apply in both of them. I just as you're not allowed to give a Hesped or a fast on Purim and Shushan Purim, etc., so too in Adarishon you're not allowed to do that on the 14th and the 15th. Rebbe Ba, Rebbe Yirmiya, Rebbe Rav, Rebbe Simon, Rebbe Yeshua, Ben Levi. Um, Rebbe Bo and Rebbe Yirmiyah in the name of Rav and Rebbe Simon in the name of Rebbe Shmuel Leivi. Halacha kaRebbe Shimon that halacha is like Rebbe Shimon Gamliel. Rav Huna roved de Zippurin. Omar Hinig Rebbe Chanina, de Zippurin ka hado Rashbag. And Rav um, Rav Huna, who was the Rav in Zippurin, or Rav Huna, the Great of Zippurin, said that in Rebbe Chanina instituted in Zippurin to follow Rebbe Shimon Gamliel. Lo Omar Ella Hinig. But this tells us Hinnig, he made it like the Minag. Hol aloha loba, not haloha. It sounds like there's a Minag or it's a weaker institution to not fast or have a hesped in Ararishon. But not the haloha. So he says, the koisvim Ararishon Regarding documents, you write Ararishon and Ararishon you just write Adar, Stam. You don't have to write Adar Shani. Rabbi Adarishon, Stam Adar Shani, Tinyan. He says, no, you just write Adar for Adarishon and Adar Shaini. Um What's the difference whether it's a Minag... Uh, no, I forgot that point. What's the difference whether it's Minag or Alocha? Uh, so let me just check quickly. Oh, because a halacha would always be given over publicly. A minhag would not be given over in the public droshes. Right, if someone asks, can I have a hesped on Purim on the 15th in Adar, or the 14th in Adarishon, you would tell him, no, we don't. But you wouldn't say it in the public droshes. That's the difference whether it's halacha or um, halacha or minak. Okay, we'll leave it there for today.